Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. I'm co-host Dan Delmar, and it's my pleasure to welcome your host and founder of SoloInTheCity.tv, Montreal Socialista, Cheryl Besner. Good evening, Cheryl. Hello, Dan. And uh, we have uh, an interesting topic tonight, cross-cultural dating. I know, and, and it's really uh, on the forefront for a lot of different people because especially you know with online dating and the way we meet people now, we're not really just dating the person that our aunts and uncles fix us up with. We never know who we're going to meet, and it's a very interesting topic because I, for one, know that it's something that's very part of my history and my family, and I think it's the same thing going for you, right? It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I would. I mean, most of my dating, I would say, is probably cross-cultural. And even when I date sometimes other Jewish women, it is sort of cross-cultural within the Jewish community because there's the Ashkenazi, there's the Sephardic, uh, and there's different traditions even in that, right? Yeah, it's yeah. complicated. We have a, a, a Indian part wing of our family now. Um, so there's, and so do you. And, well, that's just yeah. it. You know, with me and my family, my parents are divorced as well as I am, obviously, and my father married somebody who is not Jewish. I have a sister-in-law, actually, who is Hindu. And I wanted to say, by the way, when it comes to dating cross-culturally, if you're going to marry somebody, that's something you want to really do because the red gown, if you get to wear that, it's the most beautiful ceremony I've ever been mm. to. And um, it's just, it just brings a whole new evolution to the family and everything. And it's great. I mean, last night I had family over and we cook curry together. It was great. That's amazing. And it's a whole it's a whole new world, uh, especially if you were in a country like Canada where our, some of our parents were, were immigrants and we're meeting other people whose parents are immigrants and we're all sort of meshing together and it creates some very interesting um, issues, a lot of positives and, and some challenges too. Oh, 100% some, some challenges. And I know that I watched my brother go through certain things when they were getting married and I see it with friends even. Uh, look, I'm dating somebody right now who's French-Canadian and we even have have a lot of cultural differences and backgrounds just from where we live within one city and what we experienced growing up and we celebrate different holidays and but it's so much fun actually when it works because you grow with that like you see so many changes within yourself and the other person and that's something to talk about and incorporate into your relationship so it's challenges but challenges are meant to be overcome right Absolutely. As long as, you know, you, you have some openness and as long as you're willing to sort of take your partner maybe through that, through the, the steps, you know, explain to them what Rosh Hashanah is all about, you know, stuff like that. Uh, then and they... not assume that they know either, you yeah. know, and when you go into different experiences within that relationship or family activities, sometimes you have to remember that that person doesn't know what to expect or the proper things to do or not do in certain situations. So we have to be very aware of each other and kind of nurture each other through that as well. And maybe even ask questions too. I mean, maybe not maybe not ask too many questions earlier on because it might freak people out. But uh, but I think it's it's could be productive to to ask your partner questions about his or her cultural background. You know, now, why why do you, why do, you do this? Freak why do you... out? Why? What do you mean freak out? I don't know. Um, it depends on the person, I guess. Some people aren't comfortable necessarily always talking about uh, their their religion or their culture. You want to sort of make sure you're in a good comfort zone first before you ask all those. Uh, yeah, personal I, know, questions. I can see where you're coming from on that. But again, it does make for great 
conversation as well. You know, mm -hmm. having having opposites attract can make a lot of different opportunities for you each to share and have communication. So I, I do think that it, if it works, it can work great. And we're actually going to be having somebody on the show a little later who runs a matchmaking company, and she deals with this a lot because some of her clients only want to do uh, from her cultural background, and some people want to meet new people. So it's going to be a very interesting conversation. And as well, you know, Love Beats is coming up, and Jess Solomon took to the streets and asked people about if they've ever been in the middle of a dating culture clash. So it'll be interesting to see how all these different people joining us and people on the street feel about it. Great. Should we start with a bit of uh, dating news? I really do think we should. Well, one of the things that I have to tell you, though, is I was in New York last weekend, and I found something there. This is maybe not so much about dating news, but how to start dating again. There's a new place there. It's called The Dating Hotel. Okay. The Dating Hotel. The Dating Hotel. Okay. So I, I have to talk about this one because it was something that piqued my interest. Basically, it's two people check into this hotel, and they check in. They're married, and when they check out, they're divorced. There are... Oh. I know, eh? There's mediators there and lawyers there and psychologists there to walk you through the process, and they basically guarantee you when you check out after your 48 hours... It's all done. It's like $2,500, something in that vicinity, and you're divorced. Interesting. And then dating can start again, I guess? Divorcation? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. I, there has to be a term for it. But anyway, so that was just something that I came back from New York hmm. with. I, I thought that was interesting. And then another thing, the Rugby World Cup is taking place right now in England. And elite singles, they did a survey and they found out that 80% of women and 78% of men find rugby fans interesting or sexy. And 58% of Canadian singles say they would prefer to date someone who's extremely passionate about rugby. I, I, that really is so far off my radar, <laughs> I can't even tell you. But I, do you think it has something to do with that there's so many people who watch rugby, that the numbers are up there? Maybe. It's getting more popular as a sport. Uh, I, I, uh, my dad is a big rugby guy, he's a rugby coach, and I sort of uh, always, always watch. I never really participated because I'm a, I'm a small guy and yeah, it wouldn't work out very well. <laughs> uh, Unless you like go diving between the legs and everything with that ball. Or I'd know. be the guy on the far, far right who's out in the field sort of watching everyone maybe. But um, <laughs> I, I always thought the sport was interesting. And I, I, my theory is that, uh, that it is a very uh, rugged sport and it takes guts. I, I, I will openly say that I was quite often too scared to play full contact rugby. I played touch rugby, but full contact would not work out for me. But maybe that's part of the attraction. Maybe the fact that uh, a lot of uh, men and women who uh, who play rugby are, have guts. Well, the, the, and the numbers are growing. So I, yeah. I, I don't know, because it certainly doesn't do it for me. Uh, that's for sure. And then another thing is there is a study that shows that people who work in agriculture, farmers, for instance, they are the most likely to get hitched and marry somebody from the same background. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, those who pitch forks together. Tough hours. Tough you know, wake hours. Wake up early in the morning, long days. Yeah. There could be so many different reasons. And the same thing with, with doctors. Uh, I think it's something like 25% actually of the doctors and physicians marry somebody from the same profession. So probably as you're saying, but it could also work the reverse because you could have the opposite hours if you're a doctor mm. and be really long hours there. But sure. the statistics are there. And then the other thing that I found out about is Netflix. They're working on this new concept right now, and it's called Netflix. So they basically are able to 
find out what it is that you like to watch and then locate people within your vicinity <laughs> who have the same taste in movies. Oh, man. I this know. Is so... it's like, this is like a record for, like, you know, the couch potatoes unite. Seriously. Know. So this is the next level of Netflix and chill, I guess? Yeah. Well, it hasn't actually come out yet, but this is kind of where it's going. Wow. You know, I, I know. I know. It's uh... Aren't people getting too picky? I mean, at this point, if we're, if we're sort of talking about matching people together based on, you know, what movies they like to watch, I mean, aren't we narrowing our, our horizons a little bit? Well, I think that it takes a lot more than deciding what movies you're going to watch, but you never know. I mean, people kind of gravitate towards each other. Well, you got farmers marrying farmers and doctors marrying doctors maybe couch potatoes marry couch potatoes <laughs> they could relate to the lifestyle i guess i know well i think it's just a way to meet and there's a new app actually that just came out um it's called let's get out and let's get out does the same thing but you actually upload your video yourself and you say i want to meet you tomorrow seven o'clock at this local coffee shop let's get out and you basically invite people yourself to where it's going. So it's a new level of meetup, for instance. So it's the online dating pitch, but with video. Yeah, but it's not really just for you. It's a matter of inviting people to whatever activity that you want to participate in. So it's not just a direct matchup. It's a let's get out and do something. So it's my whole mm. motto is let's get up, let's get out, get social, and this app works for it. All right, coming up on Solo in the City, we'll uh, talk to Indian-American lawyer turned matchmaker Jasbina Aluwalia, and she'll join us to discuss our topic of the show, which is cross-cultural dating. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with Montreal Socialista Cheryl Besder. And Cheryl, tonight we're talking all about cross-cultural dating, a pretty interesting issue that's becoming uh, an issue for, for more and more Canadians. It's so much fun. More and more. And as we discovered, it's something that's very much a part of your dating world, and it's very much a part of my family uh, world, whether it's my brother who married somebody. And I'm excited to welcome to the show today Jasbina Alwalia. She's an Indian-American attorney turned entrepreneur. She's a relationship expert, a radio host, and matchmaker and dating coach. She's founder and president of Intersections Match by Jasbina, and I had the pleasure of meeting her through the dating world a couple months ago. So welcome to the show. My pleasure, Cheryl. Um, and Dan, thanks for having me. Well, it's it's great to have you because I know that we're talking about all um, the cross-cultural dating. And interesting enough, uh, Jasmine and I just had a um, chance to kind of work together because I had a client who happens to be Indian, and she wasn't necessarily having to date somebody from her same cultural background, but she was open to it as well. And I thought this would be the perfect time to introduce her to Jasmina because that's what I do. So um, I wanted to kind of jump right in there with you. And I wanted to ask you what are some of the questions you need to ask yourself, your clients need to ask themselves when dating someone from another cultural background? You know, that's a great question because I advocate dating in an empowered way. And, you know, I believe that starts with a level of self-awareness and introspection. So uh, questions to 
ask yourself. Um, you know, they include one, can you handle those unsolicited comments, challenges, expressions of disapproval by friends, by family, by coworkers, or, you know, the public at large? Um, you know, two, are your families used relevant? And if so, do you know what they are? You know, that's somewhere where I don't encourage making assumptions, but really having that dialogue. Um, you know, one, can, another one, can you respect and tolerate cultural differences? And, you know, are there any cultural traditions you'd like to adopt as a couple? Or, you know, if you want kids, that you want your kids to adopt, right? It's never too early to start thinking about that. And if you do want kids, how do you want to approach your cultural differences, right? 100%. You know, are there... Yeah. Now, have you identified, you know, have you examined any biases that you may have about your partner's culture? And, you know, are there any aspects of your partner's culture which make you uncomfortable? It's it's really great to kind of dig in and, and, you know, be aware of that, right? You know, know, are there any culturally-based differences in core values between you and your partner? I think that's really important to dig in again and be aware of that. And then sometimes, you know, might there be any culturally based differences in communication styles, right? We all know how important communication is. At times, there are differences based on culture. Again, raising awareness about that is important. Um, we can work through anything, but having an awareness is a starting point. Right. And, and then also, yeah. No, I was going to say also that certain cultures are much more ensconced in their traditions than others. And, and especially for Absolutely. the older generations, they're not as open, you know. And when we're talking about, for instance, um, dating somebody in, let's say, Montreal, myself dating a, sure. somebody who's French-Canadian, it's not the same thing possibly as dating somebody who has an Indian background or a Chinese background because their parents are much more traditionalist. Don't you agree? Absolutely. In terms of family, I think also recognizing and just, you know, questioning, are there any culturally based differences regarding the role, the influence, the involvement of your families of origin, right? That's like, like you said, right. different cultures, there are different roles in terms in terms of that. And I think it is really important to, you know, just kind of check in with yourself and, and ask yourself, you know, have you read, have you studied your partner's culture? You know, it's important to kind of start with that awareness again. And and also, you know, speaking of your partner's culture, go back to your own. And is there, you know, what do you value about your own culture? Is there anything you dislike, right, that you don't want to kind of adopt, that you're trying to get away from in that sense? And, um, and you know, any and finally, any expectations that, you know, you might have of your partner or potentially your future kids, right? based on your cultural background. Well, that, that works with anything, though. Like any, Everybody in the dating world has to define themselves on, on many different levels. One of them is their boundaries, and one of them, right? Is, right? So we, we tell people Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So Absolutely. that's not just exclusive no, to this. It is not. A lot of these questions can pertain to, you know, anyone in, you know, in the dating world that is really looking for a partner. Some of them get exaggerated or there are different dimensions to it when we have more than one culture involved. But absolutely, this intersection awareness is super important for anybody, I think, looking to share their life with somebody else. Absolutely. This is Solo in the City, and I'm online right now with Jasbina Alualia from Intersections Match by Jasbina, and she's the founder and president of that company, and we're talking about intercultural dating. So um, I want to keep going on with that as far as certain... Okay. Yeah, you know what, I, but I, I, let's just go back for a second. What are the, some sure. of the most common difficulties your clients face when involved in intercultural dating? Sure. Well, you know, let me start off by saying that, you know, our clients who are open to meetings, non-South Asians, and many of them are, 
you know, are generally doing so with their eyes wide open and have a sense that their families are going to accept it. So I want to kind of qualify that there. And because of that, I think, you know, many of the common difficulties that I'm going to mention are actually less applicable to those of our clients who are open to meeting non-Indians, non-South Asians. And it's been more applicable to singles at large, which is which is helpful, right, um, right. for the audience. So with that said, you know, common difficulties include, you know, friends and family not accepting the relationship and, you know, potentially distancing from the couple, right? Right. You know, again, mentioning that unwelcome comments or slights, you know, slight, for example, it could be people staring, right, as you're walking about, shaking their heads in disapproval as you walk by as a couple. That still happens, which is kind of incredible, right? But it still happens in metropolitan areas that you'd imagine, you know, unkind comments, um, stereotypes from friends and family regarding the different culture of your partner, right? We all kind of walk around with stereotypes and um, of different cultures. You know, um, misimpressions, mis- misunderstandings based on cultural differences. And, you know, there might be disagreements regarding, you know, when it gets down to holiday time or different things, the partner's cultural traditions. And, you know, which ones are, in that sense, more important? I'd argue when you're at a couple, you know, nothing's more important. I mean, you, you kind of negotiate through that. But I think it can kind of come to a head if one has been kind of sat down and had a dialogue with their partner about those kind of things. Uh, Jasbina, you mentioned uh, earlier on, and and this is kind of interesting, the the ability yeah. to sort of um uh, to to sort of defend yourself in your relationship because everyone mm-hmm. sort of in their life has like m- maybe one or two racists, maybe that racist uncle or a friend here or there, and you have to have sure. ha- have to have the strength to defend your relationship to that person. You know, Dan, I absolutely agree, and I think really, are are you you know looking at am I a person who can do that, right? Who can who can stand up for this? Who can really be in partnership, you know, really make your partner feel like you know, you're a team and, you know, and not get kind of separated or, um, you know, not let other people kind of get in the way of what you share your connection together. So I think that's crucially important. And there, are, there can be pressures, right, as you mentioned. And it can be from our own families. It can be from our inner circles even at times. Right. So, and yeah. what, what happens when you're dealing with somebody, for instance, who has started dating somebody and they have mm-hmm. said to you, because I have run into this, and uh, okay. they said to you, you know what, I still haven't told my parents yet. So how do you handle that? Sure. Well, so I think I think there are a couple things to keep in mind. One, I, I'd be interested. So you said just starting. So it's at the very beginning, I guess, beginning stages. Because if that happens later, I, I think that would be a concern for me. But if it's at the very early stages, some people have the attitude of, I want to kind of see if we have legs between the two of us. I want to see if we, we have it between the two of us. And if we do, then if, we're, if we do, then we're willing to kind of, as, as Dan had mentioned, then we're willing to kind of stand up to those in our lives who might give resistance to this. But first, I want to see if you and I, right, have it. Um, so some people do take that attitude, and I actually don't, you know, I think there is some um, value, right, in seeing what kind of foundation the two of you share before bringing those pressures, those other people, into the mix. Um, so, again, if it's at early stages and the two people are, I mean, I think it's worth, it bothers you, right, then it's worth having, expressing oneself and having a dialogue about it and finding out why. But if the answer is, well, I just want to see, you know, I just want to kind of, yeah, you know, see what we have before we bring other people in. Um, you know, I think that is, you know, that's totally fine. Now, if that continues and, you know, you're not getting introduced to people in that person's life, then I think that's problematic and it, it can, you know, send signals as to your, you know, 100%. what priority you have. But at the early stages, I think it's, um, 
it's fine to first kind of focus on the two of you. Right. Well, I... I'm going to say right now that I'm going to be coming out with a list of uh, different ways in which to handle this topic because I do think that we can't go too, too long down the road before we sure. we address these things. And there's even some yeah. kind of responses that you need to create for yourself that you can give where you don't have to go on and justify yourself for very long and you just kind of nip it in the bud because it's your love life. Yeah, I don't, and I don't, again, justification, I don't think there's sort of, you know, I agree with you. There's sort of no need to kind of be on the defensive and justifying. Um, you know, I just, I do think there's value in kind of really having a belief in sort of what the two of you have. And that, I think, it's somewhat inconquerable if you both have that, you know, gifted belief in, in the potential of your relationship. I'm so glad right? you agree with us yeah. here. So we're going to... Um... Thank you so much, Jasbina, for joining us today on the show. This was uh, Jasbina Alualia. She's the founder and president of Intersections Match by Jasbina, matchmaker and dating coach. And uh, coming up on Solo in the City, we'll have our panel with Cindy Charles and Dr. Faisal Sakwan. They're going to join us about our topic, intercultural dating. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner. I'm co-host Dan Delmar. And Cheryl, it's time for our big dating debate. Who is on our roundtable this week? This week, it's great. We have Cindy Charles. She's the founder of CollectivelyBeautiful.com and producer and host of Couch Talk Show, which I was on her show recently, so you can see that uh, on our site. And as well, we have Dr. Fazal Suhukan. He's a couples counselor and multicultural-oriented sex therapist and author of Dating the Ethnic Man. So welcome both of you to the show. Thank Hello. you for having us. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's it's a pleasure. And, you know, we, we've had a great discussion earlier with one of the matchmakers um, that specializes in this area. And I want to start off with the fact that both of you are with people that are from different cultural backgrounds than yourselves. And I was wondering how you met your spouses. So we'll start off with you, Cindy. Well, I met uh, my husband, Patrick, through a mutual friend, and uh, we were dating for about uh, three years and recently got married uh, in the past year. So Congratulations. We're still newlyweds. <laughs> <laughs> and you do make a beautiful couple, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and what about yourself, Doctor? Uh, well, my story could take a whole show in itself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, condensed but, version. But, but just the condensed version is that um, I, I met my wife in Pakistan. Um, it was an arranged introduction, and uh, and uh, we we hit it off. And uh, and uh, one year, well, ten days later, we were married. Mm-hmm. And one year later, uh, she came to join me in Canada. Oh, amazing, amazing. So was it tough for you, the whole integration of bringing somebody, first of all, who doesn't even live in in your country over and then incorporating the two different cultures? There there are challenges, uh, for sure. Uh, There's the challenges of of, of them, uh, uh, my wife in particular, uh, learning about the Western cultures, the values, the worldviews, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, the thing is, when you embrace a 
uh, a new culture and want to really uh, adapt to it, then uh, the challenges can be uh, resolved. And and so, Cindy, for you, when when you two started to date and everything, did you have any challenges or any obstacles you had to overcome with your families? With our families, no. I have to say we were pretty lucky in that sense that uh, both of us came from families that were already very open-minded and where um, skin color or culture differences were was never an issue. And so that was easier. I think that the biggest... Um, uh, hill that we had to climb was more the age difference. I think my dad had more questions about that than the cultural difference. <laughs> <laughs> the age, and so why is that? Well, we're about 11 years apart. <laughs> oh, so that's not so big. I didn't think so, but uh, for my dad, that was a bit of a difference. Um, but uh, he got over it pretty quickly. I think uh, at the end of the day, uh, he just wanted someone who would love and take care of his daughter. And, you know, I have a wonderful husband. And uh, so that didn't become too much of an issue. But in terms of cultural differences, our families accepted each other pretty quickly. And the first time they met, um, they hit it off pretty well. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So what do you, the two of you have as far as, let's say, um, advice for people about do, dealing with different challenges from cross-cultural dating? Mm-hmm. How about you, doctor? I, I, you know, there are... Uh... There are a lot of challenges that come up, but I think one of the ways to approach them is to have an open, honest, non-judgmental communication between the partners. I think when you have that uh, as the foundation, all these challenges can be resolved. Um, there's, there's challenges, for example, uh, dealing you, uh, like you mentioned just a few minutes ago, about family dynamics. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of family uh, dynamics involved because a lot of the families who, who oppose cross-cultural relationships, they're trying to maintain a homogeneity within the race, and there's a lot of fears that come up. Fears that uh, a loss of their culture, a loss of their religion, a loss of maybe the children and future grandchildren if the families do not uh, or are unable to communicate in the other partner's language. So one way which we, we approach this is by having this, this sense to help the family feel comfortable that they're not really, it sounds like a cliche, but it works, not really losing their culture, but are embracing another culture and the benefits of that culture. I'm sitting talking about cross-cultural dating, and uh, joining us is Cindy Charles. She's the producer and host of Couch Talk Show on Bell Media, as well as Dr. Fazal Shahukan. He's a couples counselor in multicultural-oriented sex therapist as well, and author of Dating the Ethnic Man. So, I'm wondering, do you have any stories that kind of happened when you were dating each other that you'd like to share? Any funny little anecdotes? Oh, I can tell, Cindy, you're going there already. Well, I have a few. I mean, just to go back to your previous questions, for me, I think the biggest tip would be humor. Approaching cultural differences with humor, I think you can just about deal with anything. Um, for us, we joke a lot about how he's more rock and roll and I'm more hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, speaking of funny stories, uh, when we first started dating, um, actually at the beginning, it was a bit rocky and we ended up breaking up at some point and getting back together. And uh, before we broke up the first time, he introduced me to his mother. 
so for me, in my culture, in black culture, meaning the parents, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. It means, like, you know, there's a proposal coming down soon. So when we broke up after, I was a bit baffled to find out that for him it was more of a test to see if, like, to see what his mother would think of it, but it wasn't to close the deal or anything like that. He was still trying to figure it out. So I find that um, because of cultural differences, meeting the parents meant different things. How long did you wait to discuss the fact that you were each dating each other to your families? Um, He didn't wait much. (laughs) I waited, uh, to be honest, I waited about a year for him to meet my dad. And I, I, but I don't think it had so much to do with cultural differences. I think it had more to do with uh, past relationship experiences. I didn't want to be so quick to introduce someone new into my family without being sure, like I had done in the past. So for me, it was just a question of um, doing things differently this time around. You know, Dan was saying before that he dates a lot of people from different cultural backgrounds and everything. So what advice can we give him, Dr. Fazel? <laughs> Oh, if I may address a, a, a funny little tidbit. Oh, of course you can. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to address this from a couple of my clients, actually, without naming their names, of course. Uh, we in the West, when we look at sex, for example, well, part of the portfolio is, and most men, I think, would agree with me, that having oral sex or having oral sex being given to us is, is, is quite blissful. And in certain cultures like the Middle East, women are taught that this is a taboo to perform oral sex on your partner. So I have a client, a Caucasian male, who's used to having oral sex performed on him, who was with a lady from India, and she wouldn't perform this. And so when we were talking about that in our sessions, she said, you know, when I asked, why not? And she said, well, it's dirty or it's unhealthy. And so what I did is I just gave a fact to her that semen actually contains water, fructose, Minerals, protein, and 60% <laughs> you, of the daily vitamin C. A content were, label. <laughs> we all laughed, and laughter is so therapeutic. And when she actually realized that there's no real scientific basis to this taboo, she actually, we went through a process where she would take kindly upon performing and having it performed on her. So we, you know, laughter is therapeutic. Okay, well, we're gonna we're I gonna have to something. we're gonna have to end on that. And yes, I think so too. And that that goes back to Dan saying earlier that he would kind of wait to discuss certain things till later on in the dating spectrum. And I think that would be one of them, maybe, right? For sure, may contain traces of peanuts. Okay, I'll, uh, Cindy Charles and Doctor. Part of a balanced breakfast. <laughs> Cindy Charles and Doctor Faisal uh, say say Ukan, uh, thanks so much, guys, for stopping by Soul in the City tonight. My pleasure. And uh, roving comedian Jess Solomon hit the streets to see what Montrealers had to say about dating someone from a different culture. Some final shot thoughts from Cheryl as well. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio CJAD eight hundred. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800.
your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner, and I'm co-host Dan Delmar. Cheryl, what is on your KISS calendar this week in Montreal? Well, a lot of what I'm going to recommend also is just getting out there. The leaves are starting to change. It's brisk. It's cool. Meetup is having a few different walks and hikes that are posted on their site, so I really suggest people to go there. And also on Sunday, they're doing a Sunday social brunch buffet at the Maharaja Indian Restaurant in the Old Port. It starts at 11.30 a.m. It's $13.99. So that's definitely something that I would check out. And while you're in the old port, head on down, rent some bikes. You know what? You could even rent a bike for two and pick somebody up and throw them on the back of it. So <laughs> that's a fun thing to do. On Tuesday, there is a great new gallery opening. It's called the Candy Gallery, and that's on Ferrier. And again, that's something that I really recommend to people. If you have a, a love for the art world... Get yourself on different gallery lists. Get invited to their vernissages. It's a wonderful place. You go, you have a glass of wine. Sometimes they serve a little bit of food. You get to talk to a very interesting and usually a very eclectic crowd. So this one is a new one. So I guarantee that next weekend also, they'll be pretty busy there because everybody loves to go see a new gallery. So that is a private event that's happening at 7.30. But right after that, starting on Wednesday, head on there. Thursday night, cooking date. We all know I love activity-based um, companies. Cook and Date rocks it again. This time they're doing a dim sum class. So you can get more information on that on their website. Elite Speed Dating is doing two events, one on Thursday and one on Friday. Now, Thursdays, you have to register online before, and you don't even know where it's taking place. Once you're accepted into it, they will rifle you where the location is. So, you know, there's a little bit of intrigue to this whole thing, and you can register for that one right up until October the 4th. It's $100 for that one. It's that it's right in your um, age category, basically. It's the 35 to 45. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, well, but we can push it a little (laughs) bit, but the women are in, you know, in that age group. Okay, I'm hedging my bets here for you, okay? (laughs) Thanks for it. I'm feeling like, you know, mother hen, I got to get you (laughs) out there. And I'm figuring Friday night you might be busy, so... With your show. So I'm, I'm saying go Thursday night. So that one is for women 35 to 45 and men 38 to 47. On Friday night, they're also doing an event. It's at the Rouge Bar. It starts at 730. It's again speed dating. 25 to 35 year olds for women and men 36 to 45 the price for that is $25 and then I also want to talk about now this one's a little bit further out on the calendar but solo in the city you know we launched our new website the new look is up and yeah, it's, yeah great. it's it's great and you know we really wanted people to also really see that there's that dating site there and the kiss calendar because I'm hoping that people will reach out and click on that dating site so you can go and meet new people like-minded Montrealers like yourself And at the same time, you have a list of calendar events that you can participate in. And in that, we're going to be doing a lot of Solo in the City custom events. And we're starting off one for each male and female. Both are free. Now, the male one is coming up on October 22nd. It's going to be happening at Penthouse 7. This is for, again, men only. It's the man's cave experience. And they have these race simulators. And there's going to be actually a surprise race car driver there to help people really learn the ins and outs of it. We'll be serving some great cocktails for the men and some food that I know you'll love to eat them. Fried food? Well, maybe we'll be a little healthier than that. Okay. okay? You know, I have to kind of stress healthy dating. And I eating. guess. Uh, yeah. 
Maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> so this event is going to start at around 5.30, and we're inviting 50 men. It's um, a free event. You just come on out, try these simulators. They're amazing. I mean, you get in there, you feel like you're going around the track, and there's going to be a lot of other games uh, that are there. And um, I b- believe we're going to be showing one of the games as well that is um, going to be on TV that night. So lots of fun things going to be happening there. And we'll also talk about why is it that sometimes when we do events, men don't come out to play as easily as the women mm. do. And I want to find out what it is that would make men kind of step out from their couch and well you're really you're really helping to encourage us do that with all the sports and the snacks i have to say well that's it you know (laughs) now there's no women there that night so you don't have to feel like oh i'm dragging out to a singles event that's not what this is about this is a guy's evening and uh, you know just come on out enjoy an evening and um and i'll get to understand a little bit more about the male psyche all right, so for more information on all the events, solointhecity.tv and kick on the cl- the KISS calendar. Comedian Jess Solomon takes the streets every week to hear what Montrealers have to say about dating issues. And uh, this and week? this week, well, they went to the streets and she asked people if they've ever been in the middle of a dating culture clash. And here's what people had to say. Hi, I'm Jess Solomon here with Solo in the City on CJD. Love Beats on the Street. What's your name? David. David, so nice to meet you, David. Thanks for talking to us. So this week on Solo in the City, we are talking about multicultural dating. Have you ever dated someone with a different cultural background? Uh, yeah, she was from China. Her food is a lot better than mine. <laughs> it's a really rich cultural history-wise, so I get to learn a lot with her, and it's, I like it a lot. Uh, she was French. After, after a bit of a time there, it was a bit of a, a, bit of a clash, yeah. People are different based on, you know, where, where they're born and how they're brought up. I'm half Indian and half white American. Okay. And uh, I'm sort of seeing a gal yeah. who lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and she's she's extremely American, extremely white. She shoots guns. Oh, my God. And I was born and raised vegetarian. Yeah, I mean, I would say that there was a time when I was seeing somebody that lived, you know, in a hammock on a beach in <laughs> okay. a country in Central America, and he had long dreadlocks and liked to make art and sell it on the street, and he was wonderful. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of like, ah, uh, I have to go back to the United <laughs> States. <laughs> So you, you see all different kinds of stereotyping going on also in some of those comments, right? And, and that's interesting because that's totally the opposite of where we're talking about, that people embrace multicultural dating and yeah. cross-country, cross-cultural dating, I should say. You know, all these challenges to me are just so superficial sometimes. And when you really get to know a person and get to know their character, uh, you, I think you, we end up seeing how similar we all are. Well, we are all similar, and yeah. and especially when it comes to our dating and relationships. I mean, what we really want is somebody to just be there for us and, mm-hmm. and share our experience of life together. And the details and the arrangements, that can be worked out all later. Yeah, it sure can. Join us next week on Solo in the City. We're here Saturday nights at 10 p.m. on News Talk Radio CJAD 800, actually off next week because of an impact broadcast. Right. Uh, you can listen to all the episodes. Catch up online if you'd like next week at solointhecity.tv. Have a great week, Cheryl. Thanks, Dan. And remember to keep it simply social with our events calendar and our dating site where you can meet eligible bachelors and bachelorettes to go and experience life together because it's all about the kiss. See you next week. You got